and welcome to Women in Confidence with Vanessa Murphy, the podcast that discusses all things to do with confidence at work. This is a podcast for women who want to know more about where their confidence supports them and where it can let them down in their careers. I'm your host, Vanessa Murphy, confidence coach, HR expert and podcaster. Every fortnight, this podcast will introduce you to women who have interesting stories to tell around confidence. Through their stories, you will realise that even women who appear to have it all have had confidence wobbles. But by listening to them, you will take away what they do to remain top of the confidence game. I'm delighted to have Corinda Taylor join me today on Women in Confidence. Corinda is the founder and stress-busting coach at Future Transcendence. She empowers business leaders to unify their feminine and masculine qualities to thrive in their career, health and relationships. Corinda has worked professionally in human resources in the corporate environment for more than 17 years and is degree qualified in commerce and law. It's her mission to support people to be free of stress, overcome their challenges and to align with their life purpose. So hello, Corinda, and thank you very much for joining Women in Confidence podcast today. Nice to have you here. How are you doing? Thanks so much, Vanessa. It's really wonderful to be here. I'm feeling really uh, great, actually, optimistic. <laughs> great. Yeah, you're a really optimistic person. So um, I'm hoping you're going to bring those vibes to my, my podcast. So we're going to go straight into um, a question that I like to ask all my guests, and that is, if you finish this sentence for me, confidence is... Confidence is shining your light so that other people can see you. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I think that will make so much more sense when we get into what you you do for a living about shining lights. I mean, I think that's beautiful. And when do you feel confident? I feel confident when I really connect with who I am and what I am bringing, you know, into this life, into this world. Uh, And, you know, when I can really utilise my talents, my natural gifts and talents that I've brought in as well, that's when I feel really in alignment with with who I am. And this podcast is focused on women in confidence. Do you feel there is a difference between masculine confidence and feminine confidence? Yes, I do. So I do... uh, spend a fair bit of time helping people understand feminine qualities and masculine qualities. Uh, it's something that I'm just very in tune with uh, because gr- growing up I was more in my masculine, which was taking a lot more action. So that's what we see with with uh, masculine energy. It's There's a lot more action being taken and, and very much um, male brains are wired for success. Um, and that's something that John Gray has um, actually uh, mentioned before. And, and you know, when, when they're wired for success that way, they, they, they feel more confident about taking action and, you know, giving things a go. Whereas the feminine energy, the feminine confidence, it can hold people back a little bit because it's not so bold, it's not so courageous and it's actually, uh, you know, confidence that comes from more of an inner stillness. So it's um, creating confidence from within and being inspired creatively. And once you've got that sort of creative inspiration, then then you move into the masculine and you take action. Uh, but the feminine confidence is is different and women really like connection. And that's, again, what John Gray said that the brain is more wired for connection. So women are more likely to, you know, need support to feel confidence as well. So that's some of the differences there. So you said you used to be more masculine in your confidence uh, and your approach. When did you realise that you had, you needed to transition to a more feminine approach to confidence? Yeah, well, that was quite a significant period of time when I um, had that moment. So I was um, 23. I'd just finished uh, studying law. So I, I studied commerce and law and I just finished the law part of that. And 
I was pretty much exhausted at that time. I didn't really acknowledge how exhausted I was, but I was applying for jobs, graduate jobs after I'd finished and nothing was happening. You know, I was trying to get a job, but nothing was happening. So um, I found that a little bit disappointing (laughs) after studying all that time. And um, in the end, I was encouraged to go see a psychic and this was my first psychic experience. So I was sceptical because I had grown up very much in a logical um, environment and obviously been through university, which is very logical. And so I was very much in my masculine, just taking actions and um, not really at all spending any time um, slowing down or relaxing. And this was probably the first time in my life that I had actually had a period of um, relaxing, but I wasn't really aware of what I was (laughs) sort of experiencing at the time. And anyway, this psychic said to me, if you don't stop and slow down, you're going to end up with cancer. You know, I was, it was, you know, she was saying that I was taking life far too serious and working far too hard. And, and I could understand that. That made a lot of sense to me because I was working, you know, in, in university studies up to 2 a.m. in the morning sort of thing. I was really pushing myself um, to, to cram all that knowledge into my brain. <laughs> which wasn't really the best way to approach things. But anyway, I learned from that that I needed to start meditating and um, she also gave me some other strategies um, such as past life regression. She said that I had a lot of past lives that I needed to clear. So this was when my spiritual journey really opened up for me and this is when really I started to embrace more of the divine feminine and feminine ways of being. And, you know, I meditate pretty much daily now um, and can't live without <laughs> meditation in my in my life. And my health is just, it's, it's perfect. You know, I, I don't get sick ever, which is just amazing <laughs> because I used to get a common cold every now and again, but everything has just completely left, um, you know, my physical body just is constantly healthy. So there's some real benefits, you know, for, for meditating every day and, Dr. Daniel Amen, who actually scans brains for a living, um, and he's a very well-known psychiatrist over in um, the United States, he actually said that the number one strategy for a healthy brain is meditation. And, and that's because he's actually scanning the brain and seeing what the benefits are, you know, when people meditate. So I was really excited when he said that <laughs> because I just think meditation is amazing. And so at 23, when the psychic said to you, you need to slow down, I mean, that that to me is the time when you're just starting to speed up. You know, 23, you're getting out of university and out of the sort of strict nature of, of education into work. How did that land initially? Do you remember when she said that? And what was your initial feeling? Well, it kind of brought up a lot of emotions. Um, you know, I did cry. I got very teary, you know, broke down in the session. And I was like, wow, how, how can she sort of know so much about me? And, uh, and she also said that things would change for me uh, because things weren't happening at the time. So, I, you know, I'd lost a fair bit of confidence in that moment. But, um, yeah, it was just really, t- really real turning point for me to understand that, you know, there's much bigger things than just me out there and you know I needed to really go and explore go on a journey and you know read more books and find out more about life really so it was it was good and yeah it created more self-awareness for me as well Mm. going through that challenge and let's just go back to meditation because I I'm really curious to understand what meditation you practice because there are many different kinds what what do you find works for you yeah so I started with guided meditations uh, because I kind of I'm very auditory so I liked listening to music and the sound of a voice that really worked for me and so I started there and then I went into paraliminals which is a a company called Learning Strategies that's designed paraliminals and these speak to the right and the left sides of the brain, um, not subliminally. You can hear everything. So it's a very interesting te- 
technology and um, there's lots of different focus for those paraluminals so you could choose what you want to work on as well and so they're they're fantastic and then under underneath that technology is a product called Holosync, which is an advanced form of meditation. And that really intrigued me because it really is um, brain entrainment, listening to um, binaural beats to retrain the brain to essentially alignment similar to a monk. And you do it in a very fast track way. So it actually takes eight years to enlightenment and the level of a monk <laughs> compared with 30 years of um, daily meditation practice. So I've always been very progressive, always liked leading edge uh, technology in the sense of things that work from a personal development perspective. That's the kind of leading edge technology that I enjoy. So, yeah, so I do Holosync uh, every day and it's essentially balancing the two hemispheres of the brain. So a lot of emotional upheaval and things to work through can come up as uh, the technology is doing its work. But it's uh, you get lots and lots of benefits in life from, from this advanced form of meditation. So that's my go-to meditation now. I do do some other um, forms of meditation as well. I really like tapping um, emotional freedom technique. So they come with a lot of uh, meditations and things like that. So, uh, yeah, it's just what I'm drawn to on the day. If there's some more meditation that I want to do, but I do make it sure it's part of my day. You said that doing meditation regularly has really helped with your health. Do you feel there has been a change in your confidence as a result of doing meditation on a regular basis? Yeah, certainly I've seen massive shifts for my confidence. You know, I started my business, <laughs> which, uh, you know, I'd wanted to do for a number of years, but I felt that there were blocks, you know, that I wasn't good enough or, oh, you know, that feels a bit stretchy to <laughs> start my own business because I'd worked in human resources for my, for my whole career. So it felt like a bit of a leap of faith and a fair bit of courage to start my business and I've really felt that meditation has helped me in many ways to overcome challenges around confidence um, and yeah definitely something that helped me start my business. Well let's talk about your career in HR and this is what we have in common a long career in human resources. How did you go from doing commerce and law into human resources? Yeah so when I when I came out of university and graduated, I went into human resources. So it just seemed like all the doors were closing in terms of law. <laughs> and looking back, I'm really happy about that <laughs> because human resources is much more about people. And I've always been so passionate about people and seeing people thrive. That's what I really loved about my career in human resources was just when I saw leaders, uh, you know, stepping up into uh, larger positions with more responsibility and that I supporting them or had supported them to get there and also just other team members you know I loved doing their development plans and uh, seeing their careers take off so that was my focus although that wasn't always my <laughs> the work that I got to do I also had to do some of the more challenging things which is obviously um, moving people on from from their roles and things like that um, and obviously that needs a fair bit of confidence to, to have to take those sorts of actions in business. And what I realised, because, you know, obviously there's a lot that comes up for HR people when we're working in those sorts of situations, what I realised is when, you know, someone is moving on from their job, you know, there's a reason for that. There's a much bigger reason for that because life wants us to grow and evolve. That's what we're here to do. And so when a door is closing, it just means another opportunity is, is coming in. You know, there's new energy that wants to come in to help that person to go and have the other experiences that they said they needed um, to have on a soul level. So it's meeting new people. Um, it's bringing in new experiences, which helps them to thrive. And the amount of times that people came back to me afterwards, you know, after me and the managers had to let someone go, they'd come back and say, 
oh, I've got the best job now <laughs> or something wonderful like that. And it's like, yes, that's what I saw for you. <laughs> this great opportunity it wasn't necessarily what I told them at the time because I'm very compassionate and I understand, you know, where people are at when they hear that, that um, news. But um, I definitely now see this much bigger plan that's opening up for people and really wanting them to align with their life purpose as well. And that's why I um, set up my business was to help people with their, their life purpose and really align um, their life with their life purpose. We'll talk about your business in a moment because that's a real key part of why you're on today. But I just want to go back to your statement about when one door closes, another one opens and you were able to see that. Because there are many people listening and certainly clients I've had who will cling to that door because they don't want it to close. What would you say to those people who are perhaps frightened or feel safe where they are at the moment and are clinging to that door? Yeah, and look, that's so easy for us to do because we we really want to attach to things to keep safe and secure. Um, but that's really the ego talking it's the ego that wants to keep us safe and secure um, and we're actually here for much bigger things than what we what we think and it's very easy for us to get attached and I work with clients on removing those attachments because part of enlightenment part of the spiritual journey is to learn about non-attachment so being detached from people places and situations um, because what happens is a lot of resistance comes up so a lot of uh, negative emotions negative feelings a lot of blocks come up when we keep attached to things that need to leave our life and if we can understand that um, often when we're very attached to things they're the things that are going to be taken from us so that we can have the learning and the growth and realize afterwards <laughs> that you know something um, good is coming in to replace it but if we keep in being resistance and keep in that suffering then you know we're choosing to stay in that suffering for longer but if we can let go and really surrender to the process and just allow you know whatever wants to come into our our life you know we get more into that uh, feeling of flow which is again a feminine quality because the masculine quality is control the opposite, the feminine is flow. So we want to experience both. Sometimes we do need to control things, but also we need to flow. So we need to get into that integrated balance of the two. And how do you integrate the two? Because when I work in a business and control is probably the language I hear all the time and less of the flow, how, how can you get that alignment and that balance between the two? Yeah, well, it really does depend on each situation. Um, and and, yeah, we've been in such a strong masculine paradigm in society for thousands of years now that we're seeing control in a, in a major way, you know, that's playing out on a global scale control. And we see that very much in businesses as well. And this is because it's been sort of hardwired into, you know, the culture and the DNA of the business. And so we do need to you know, understand that when people can be in a more, more relaxed state of flow, they can come up with more ideas and innovation. So we do need to make sure that we are, you know, reviewing some of those practices around procedure and control because they can really stifle, you know, people in many ways. And it's also about finding the right balance. You know, sometimes we've got to work out where we are in the cycle so it's not always one minute being controlling the next minute being flowing it's more about knowing what's required in that day or in that week and really understanding cycles and that's why the seasons are, are like the way they are as well some seasons are masculine and some seasons are feminine so for example winter we go within um, we shouldn't necessarily be doing so much action when we're in um, winter but then when we're in spring that's a very masculine yang energy and that's where we can you know be a lot more active and you know spring forward bring things into life 
bring things into being. So it's the same thing for businesses, but a lot of businesses haven't necessarily um, thought about, you know, working with with the cycles of the seasons uh, to support their business or or also thinking about these qualities in their business and thinking how they might be able to to shift things. Uh, But certainly when people don't have micromanaging or um, when they are free to to be be themselves at work, you know, work at their own pace or, you know, there's many ways that something can be done that's not necessarily always a right way or one way. (laughs) Um, And sometimes we can fall into the trap of that there's only one way or one right way, but sometimes there's, you know, many ways that something can be done. And when we can give people that freedom and that accountability um, to to actually um, bring them bring themselves to that activity um, and be more in flow, not necessarily dictating how it needs to be done, then that really supports people and can bring about more confidence for them as well. Mm. Gosh, that sounds amazing. I'd like to work for a company that was in <laughs> flow for sure. Well, let's move on to your business, which you started early 2020, and that's Future Transcendence. Before we go into the detail of your job, what brought about that move from HR into setting up your own business? Yeah, so I could definitely feel the energy shifting for many years before I actually started, Uh, but I really just didn't know what I was meant to do. So I, I knew I was meant to have some form of business, but I just didn't know what it was. And it was funny because I kept asking myself, and putting out to the universe, you know, what's my life purpose? What's my soul purpose? What am I here to do? <laughs> and what was really interesting is then I met my spiritual mentor. My uh, One of my guides is um, Ariella Juno Indigo, and she has brought forward the soul purpose system, which is an ancient system from 5,000 years ago, but she has brought it forward into modern day. There was also some work done in the 1980s by a key pioneer of this system as well, Frank Alper. But Ariella is really the modern day, uh, you know, channeler of this system. And so I was, I ended up being certified by, by her. It's one of her first oracles, is what she calls them. Uh, I'm now level two certified um, at the higher level which has been great, but that was what was um, the platform that allowed me to to start my business. And working with people's life goals, life dreams, you know, that just works so well with one of my talents in my um, life purpose profile Um, because there's 22 codes in this system and one of them just is all about being a guide that helps people with their goals and bringing dreams to fruition. And so I was like, Excellent. I'm on track then. <laughs> and how did Ariella come into your life? Uh, I think that I saw her somewhere on Facebook or something like that. I can't exactly remember how I found her, but I just thought, oh, this is fantastic because I actually really like astrology uh, and I um, pay a lot of attention to what the planets are doing. I think they're very, very significant in, you know, in energy and um, how people are behaving and all those sorts of things. Uh, so I was very interested in astrology and then I was interested also in numerology. And because this system is a sacred form of numerology, an ancient form of numerology, different from Pythagorean numerology, which is what most people know of, um, that was just like, oh, this is just wonderful. And, um, yeah, so I was, it was just fantastic that I connected, uh, found Ariella um, and, yeah, have worked uh, with a number of her programs for the last couple of years, actually. And, um, yeah, I just absolutely love this system and the insights that I can give people around their life, their, their natural talents, their life's lessons. You know, if you believe in karma, it's, you know, the, the karma that you've brought into this lifetime and also the goals in terms of where the soul wants to you know, what they want to achieve in this lifetime and then also your soul destiny, which is like your core essence. And that core essence um, can take many, many forms in terms of how it plays out. Uh, But, you know, that's one of the gifts that um, people have to bring to the world. And how does somebody find out what their soul purpose is? What's the process they go through? Yeah, well, that's a really good question. Um, obviously, having a life purpose briefing with me is how I illuminate um, the soul codes that a person's brought in 
um, by their birth name. So it's based on birth names. So essentially the system says that it was no accident. Your name was telepathically given from your soul to your parents or your primary caregivers to so that you would have your mission in this lifetime and have your challenges and your lessons that you needed to learn, have your talents, your goals and, and all of that. So it's really starting there and that gives you a roadmap. However, there's not just one thing that we came here to do. So that can sometimes be a myth, you know, out there that um, your sole purpose is just one thing, but it's not. Um, you know, it's it's about how these energies create your reality and you can be creating them from a positive place or a negative place. And most people need to activate activate their talents so that more talents can come online or, um, you know, uh, be birthed <laughs> because we all have latent talents that are not necessarily online. And sometimes these things show up later in our journey as well. You know, not everything's available to us in our earlier life, but it comes available as we step forward into our later life. And so that's really the starting point because this system is very, very deep. And then it's kind of like a game. I like to see it as a game a little bit in terms of it's a game of life in the sense that, you know, we actually have to work through our challenges first and we have to get some gifts from those challenges. And that's kind of the deep inner healing work that we need to do. So that's working, you know, uh, mind, body and spirit really. Um, but, you know, working on mindset, you know, some of the mental thoughts and things that um, hold us back and also emotions. So I work a lot with uh, mastery of emotions because uh, my clients definitely have, you know, a lot of overwhelm going on, a lot of fear, um, things that are really holding them back from, from stepping forward. And we can get very caught up in loops as well is what I'm seeing. People get caught up in uh, loops that are very, very hard to sort of break, break through from. So I give, I help them break through their challenges. Um, and once we sort of start releasing all these challenges, uh, we get the gifts of those particular soul codes um, as well coming through. And then we have to activate our talents and our talents help us actually pull, pull us through our challenges as well. And then we also need to work towards our goals um, because that's where we'll get a lot of fulfilment and you know, some people have signed up for very big service missions. So I also have a few clients who come through and they're here for big service missions. And sometimes those big service missions can come online at a later stage. Um, but there's not all, normally quite a lot of blocks to people doing their, their big service missions. So I really try and work with those clients to remove those hurdles so that they can really shine their light and, you know, I see a lot of um, sensitive people um, having challenges around shining their light and being seen. And uh, certainly for my, for my own story, you know, I, I did have some challenges myself with being visible. And one of the challenges I had to work on, you know, pretty much when I started my business was to be more comfortable creating videos and sort of being seen in videos. So I... To help me get more confident with this activity, I actually said, okay, I'm going to do seven videos in seven weeks. This is my creation challenge. <laughs> and then post and link these to my blog posts. And so what I found from that activity, and I did have some, you know, support with that because I think it's really helpful to, to find someone that, you know, has already done something, you know, have their support and, you know, that just makes it easier to get the action underway and and you know there's a lot of research and confidence as well that says action is the thing that builds more confidence so whenever we can strategize some actions to help us with our confidence you know that's really key to building and growing confidence and you know at the end of the day after I did that activity I was just like oh now I feel comfortable with being in front of the camera and sharing my knowledge and it felt fulfilling because I do have more of a leader, teacher, teacher inspirational energy to, to my profile, my life purpose profile. And so it's like, oh, I feel this, this is aligning <laughs> with me and helping me get over my challenges. <laughs> and that being visible 
nervousness or just un- be feeling uncomfortable is really common, particularly yes. in this day and age where there's screens everywhere and everybody's got a phone and we're expected to be on YouTube. But you you conquered that fear by taking action. Yes. Yeah. No, I love that. And, and that's the, not the first time I've heard women on this podcast say the biggest step is taking the action. The confidence comes afterwards, but just keep on keeping on. Yeah, that's right. And one of the things I've found personally, and when I look at my clients, is when we've got this bigger life purpose to to aim for, and, you know, we're more confident in our natural talents, this helps us overcome more blocks or, you know, keeps us persevering when we have setbacks, because we know we've got this bigger, bigger mission, higher calling to aim for. So that can also bring about a lot of confidence and you know your purpose. So the sole purpose system, which you were just explaining, and you were talking about deep work and really unearthing some fears and and really understanding yourself, got me thinking, are, are people walking around blind largely because they don't know what their sole purpose is and they don't spend the time really understanding it either? Well, that's a really interesting point that you make because, again, the, it's actually feminine energy to understand your life purpose. So, again, because we're, we're very caught up in the masculine paradigm of action, doing, 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 yes, lots of people are missing out on the benefits of the feminine and understanding life purpose because it does take time to relax and reflect and pause on your life as well. And, yeah, so what I've found is that, when we open our minds to our life purpose, a lot more, you know, energies can come in and help people on their on their journey. Do you think that people need a guide in order to be able to find their sole purpose? Or can is it something you can do on your own? Um, so my personal view is because I've I've been doing it on my own and I actually wrote a book about this as well, um, how I came to my to, to understand my life purpose. And so I looked at astrology, I looked at numerology for guidance because these ancient systems really do help us in our modern day life. They give us a lot of insight into ourself. And, you know, so it can actually uh, make you increase your self-awareness and remove some of those blind spots or some of that unknown area or the hidden area within us, which is our shadows as well. And so through that experience, then we can um, learn on, on our own accord and gain insights into what's going on. But the biggest shifts occur when we have a guide, definitely. And I found that in, in my life. So when I was going through you know, my spiritual acceleration, obviously my soul decided that it had to be on a more of an accelerated journey in this lifetime. That's not necessarily everyone's (laughs) lifetime. Uh, But for me, I really needed spiritual teachers to help me to understand what, you know, some of the things that I was experiencing. But it wasn't until I um, was certified in this system that I understood how I can actually fast track people to align them with their their life purpose and that's if for people who you know want to want to have results quicker and actually transform some of these energies and blocks that are in their way um, then definitely having a guide um, and you know coaching is a really good example of that as well you know all the successful people in the world have have had one coach or many coaches you know because Coaches actually keep you accountable for for keep taking action to overcome your blocks and things like that. And so it's the same, you know, and we all need help in life. So having a guide or a coach, you know, is a really amazing thing to have, you know, courage to ask for help and guidance from people who have already experienced, you know, something that you want to experience. And do you currently have a guide or a coach supporting you? Yeah, I actually have um, (laughs) many coaches at the moment. Um, It's just life just opened up abundance for me. So um, I have many different coaches at the moment. I actually have a a mindset coach. I have a a number of business coaches. So I have about four business coaches at the moment. (laughs) And I just love it because they all bring different talents 
different perspectives to to my life and because I'm very aware of what I need to work on it really just having someone to say look this is what I'm experiencing at the moment and they they give me some perspective it's like I'm getting the messages that I need to receive to keep me forward. so it actually helps me with some of my healing that I've had to do recently as well so it's yeah it's just fantastic so you've got a really positive vibe you know it radiates just through everything that you're saying to me my question is do you think there is actually a defined optimistic person and a pessimistic person or is it something that's being created by humans yeah so glass half full or glass half empty <laughs> so yeah so again one of my talents in the in the life purpose profile is a very optimistic it is a very optimistic code. Uh, so some people, you know, do think, wow, how can she be so optimistic? But it's also in my astrology as well. So when I was born, the way that um, Jupiter and my son were interacting makes me a very um, optimistic person as well. So there's definitely things that, you know, are in personality of people. And, um, you know, we can have a bit of a set point going on in terms of optimism, but I don't think anything in personality can't be overcome. I do believe that we can change our personality and we can change whether we're in a, if we want to be in a contracted, a contracted state of being or an expanded state of being. And, you know, really the contracted state of being is when we do feel more pessimistic about life and we, we put up limits and barriers and, you know, we'll stay in our comfort zone because it doesn't feel safe to, to move forward uh, or, you know, we'll set up some limiting beliefs <laughs> around things, which is very easy for us to fall into the trap of. And, you know, we've all been there with <laughs> limiting beliefs. And, you know, but when we move into an expanded state of awareness, that's where joy, that's where peace, that's where unconditional love live you know it's the more positive emotions and really it's just about experiencing and embodying more of those positive emotions which will then shift you energetically and that's that's you know something that we kind of forget that we're in you know we're all energy so we can shift our awareness shift our ourself into a more expansive state just by feeling you know within our body uh, more of those those positive emotions so I don't think I've ever met anybody who doesn't have a limiting belief. I think they they exist in anybody, male, female, confident yes. or not. Can you give our listeners a hint or a tip how they can overcome or even understand their limiting belief? Yeah, so limiting beliefs often come up when we're sort of thinking in a certain way. So, for example... I see women do this a lot, single women. Oh, there's just no right men out there. <laughs> so it's just they're limiting themselves. And there's lots of examples, you know, where we think um, we're not good enough, you know, that's a limiting belief as well, and or we're not confident enough. You know, there's lots and lots of different variety of beliefs, so that's why so many people do, do um, have limiting beliefs. But I, yeah, definitely feel that, you know, a really good way of people understanding their limiting beliefs is is to do a little bit of root cause root cause analysis. Um, so you you know get your journal out, get get a pen and paper out, and sort of when you're triggered to say something, you know, if you can become aware of of your thoughts, you know, if there's something that you regularly say, sort of write it down and sort of unpack it and ask yourself when did this sort of belief when did you create this belief? When did it come up? When did when did you start? You sort of want to unpack that history of when when this sort of started because you know there's a lot of things that are that we sort of latch on to when we're very young in our childhood because our smaller self didn't really understand the big wide world, didn't have, you know, the brain development that we have as an adult. So, and we respond a lot more in emotional ways when we're children as well because of how the brain's developing and things like that. So, so we can latch onto some belief that could have been our parents, you know, so we could have just latched onto something that they believed. Um, so it's really important if you can to try and trace back, you know, where did this belief 
come from and then flip it to the positive, you know, what would the positive belief look like and then really try to feel that, feel into that, lean into that. What if you could believe the opposite of what you were saying before, that, you know, the right man exists everywhere, I just have to get out and (laughs) I'll meet him. (laughs) You know, being very expanded as opposed to contracted is really the way to, to have a look at, you know, any limiting beliefs you know, really try and get into the, into, you know, the more positive Mm. belief. Are you able to give us some examples or or one example that stands out for you of where your sole purpose system and the work you've done with a client has really had dramatic shifts in their confidence? Yes. So I would say it's uh, one of my clients is having a lot more confidence in her work. So when I first started with her, she was very attached to her position and her job, didn't want to leave the position. Uh, And then something happened at work which was really, really super challenging. And I could see that this challenge was happening for her where she didn't get along with her manager for a reason. I was like, this is is the universe saying (laughs) it's time for you to be somewhere else. She kept attached to that job for, for quite some time. She went through a lot of challenge, a lot of suffering, um, and I just guided her through, you know, support, gave her a sacred space to work through things because it's it's still her journey. You know, I can be a guide for people, but it, you've still got to allow the soul and the person to, to do their evolutionary processes. Um, and that, but that's what's good about having support through these challenging times. Anyway, so she moved on to her next job and um, she realised, you know, after afterwards and in hindsight of how much, yeah, she had attached to that. Now she's completely much more freer in terms of thinking, you know, that this job doesn't have to last forever. It's not, <laughs> it's not just the one thing I have to do sort of thing. So she's really expanded her awareness and, yeah, she has some confidence issues going into new roles and, you know, she's stepping up into to bigger leadership roles with more responsibility. And uh, so, you know, we've really worked together on some of those things, some of those limiting beliefs. You know, she thought, felt that she wasn't smart enough. So we went back and we, we, we retraced how those beliefs came, came about um, and also, you know, lots of other things um, were coming up for her, um, particularly being in this in this larger role. So we so we work on things at an emotional level as well because when we can let go of um, these negative emotions, that's where actually people um, actually get free of their challenges, their limiting beliefs. Uh, also, I have another clearing tool that actually moves things um, on a spiritual level, uh, which then allows things to move on a physical level. And when we do work with the energy and the DNA template, we actually get a lot more, a lot more results. Yeah, so it's been absolutely wonderful. Her just get more confident in her role and leave behind um, some of these things that were really limiting her because she's really here for big things and I just keep reminding her of that <laughs> so that she remembers that she's, you know, here to bring in more online business practices and are here to make a difference you know, in teams and the lives of people. So that keeps her going as well. <laughs> I think many people um, could do with somebody supporting them like that and, and reminding them they're here for bigger things. Uh, it isn't they're necessarily their present. It's not they're necessarily their big thing. There's something else for them. Uh, and this is the, the beauty, I suppose, of the sole purpose is bringing into focus that what that person is doing right now might not actually be their purpose. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, I felt like that with my um, earlier career that I wasn't really on on path, you know, and many people do fall onto a path. It still gives us lots of skills and great experiences. It's not all wasted or anything like that um, because it's all very, very relevant to what we're here to do. Uh, but we can feel misaligned when we're not not in that space that we're that we're meant mm. to be in. And that's where we can actually get more negative experiences coming up because it's it's <laughs> sort of the life's way of putting us onto, onto the correct path. But another um, interesting thing about the self-purpose system is that you can actually change your name. So change your name legally 
or um, informally. So just have a more of a preferred name. And this can bring about uh, transformation and um, positive experiences in people's lives as well. So I've actually changed my current name and I did that because I could see that uh, there were codes that I brought into my current name that were actually hindering my life purpose. And as I said before, one of my challenges was I wanted to be a bit invisible. So I have now a very, very good code that's very compatible and actually brings a lot more groundedness and achievement into that code, it overlays it. And so a lot of the things that I struggled with before just completely disappeared once I um, <laughs> brought in this new name of Corinda. So it was very fascinating for me to see what shifts occurred for me. Also, my um, spiritual mentor, Ariella Juno Indigo, she's changed her name. and She's had massive, massive shifts in her life, including, you know, a lot more abundance coming online for her and her business and, you know, more skills. And I've also had a lot more talents coming online, which has been amazing, things I didn't have any awareness of before as well. So when we change our names, it's essentially change your name, change your game. So it can be a very um, amazing experience where people go through um, a, a, a name enhancement process as well, which is also something that I offer. And it's interesting, tribes have done this and they've known this for a very, very long time. This is nothing new for, for tribes. They would, um, if they saw someone had a, a path that had a lot of bad luck or there might have been injury or illness, you know, things happening to this person, they would actually change the name. The tribe would organise a name change and a ceremony and a ritual for that person and then that person's life would would change for the better and there's actually a big uh, wave over in Thailand of people um, changing their names because of um, yeah for more fortune and <laughs> uh, positive things in their life so this is something that yeah is happening but obviously I offer a service which is name enhancement service and where we really optimize people's people's codes and we align it with the goals that they'd like to have in their life and you can change it legally or not you know there's mm. There's different ways and you can just tweak your name. It doesn't have to be a major change either. So, yeah, lots of options. <laughs> and do you think Corinda is going to be your last name or do you feel there may be another change at some point? It's a good question. I, The way my life unravels in so many different ways, uh, like life will just move me to different cities without me even knowing that it's on the horizon. So I never say never. <laughs> I keep very much open-minded because I really know when we operate from that expanded state of being, uh, there's just infinite possibilities yeah. available. <laughs> I love your just expansive view and just you're just so open-minded and so in the flow, I suppose, of your life that so many beautiful things are happening to you. Yeah, well, that's certainly how I feel. Uh, I feel you know, that we've just got so much abundance every day. If we just look out, you know, out the door at Mother Earth and Mother Nature, you know, the list just goes on and on. Plants, trees, uh, flowers, you know, just animals, lakes, mountains, you know, it's just, it's just, it's beautifully abundant. You know, we live in this very expansive, expansive place. Uh, so, you know, we, but we do fall into the trap of um, seeing things through a limited view. And I just think Mother, Mother Nature can remind us every single day to, to think big. <laughs> How can people find you, Corinda? Where, where do you sort of hang out on um, the internet? Yeah, that's a good question. So I have a website, which is www.futuretranscendence.com. I also uh, have a Facebook group, Future Transcendence Community where people can come and join in all the fun there and learn all the inspirational stuff. And or people can just email me, um, info at futuretranscendence.com. And, yeah, if someone wanted to connect with me just by email, that's all good as well. We should say you're based in New Zealand, actually. <laughs> just in case people are wondering, I normally introduce and say um, you're in New Zealand. Was there a reason why you settled in New Zealand? Because you weren't originally from there. Yeah, so I um, was born and raised in Australia and lived in a number of the major cities in Australia and then I uh, got moved, well, I didn't, sorry, I should say I chose to relocate over here because of a, a global project that um, 
I was doing in my human resources career. So, yeah, the chief people officer lived in New Zealand. So I came over to be in his office and, uh, yeah, that got me into New Zealand and I've been here three and a half years now. And New Zealand is well known as being a spiritual place. Do you feel more at ease in New Zealand than anywhere else you've been in the world? Yes, so definitely there's, um, and I knew that when I was coming here, that this would probably be very good for, um, you know, spiritual career, uh, also creativity. I just felt that this would give me some sort of space and energy to, to do that. Um, yeah, and I've heard that Nelson in New Zealand is also a very, very spiritual place. And obviously, you know, with all the beautiful Maori heritage, um, Indigenous context as well, you know, it's just rich with spirituality, as is Australia with the Indigenous population. And, um, yeah, so I've really enjoyed living here. Um, it does remind me a lot of my hometown, which was Hobart. So Hobart and I live in Hamilton in New Zealand. They're very, very similar river <laughs> river cities and similar sized population of things. But um, one of the great things was not having to commute, you know, and having a daily commute. You just get all this time back when you live in a smaller city. You go, wow. <laughs> but my life does move around. I feel like I'm a global citizen. So, you know, in the future, who knows where I'll live. <laughs> in the closing part of this podcast, what's your one piece of advice to women who are listening and want some confidence? What would you advise them to do? Definitely shine your light. And, you know, if there's anything that's in the way of you shining your light and being seen, then, you know, think about what action you can take to overcome that and, you know, bring in support, bring in other people who have done it before to help you overcome it. And, you know, really think about, you know, what are some of those mindset blocks or emotional blocks that might be getting in the way, you know, and try and, and try and remove those yourself and if you can't do it yourself there's lots of people out there that you know would love to help you to have the courage to move forward lovely thank you so much for that and thank you for joining me on women in confidence you've been an incredible guest you've expanded my mind and i will be signing up for a sole purpose system i don't know check (laughs) it's been absolutely wonderful vanessa to be on this um, podcast and i just think what you're creating with this podcast is just amazing because really everyone needs more confidence and more courage in their life to, you know, live that expanded life that they came to lead. So thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. It's been amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Women in Confidence and I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, then please like it, share it, comment on it, and if you want to, sponsor it. If you'd like to take part in my podcast or know somebody who would make a perfect guest, then please email me on contact at vanessa-murphy.com. That's contact at vanessa-murphy.com. Until next time.